Hello and welcome to In the Weeds. We're recording live from the Picky Weeds Esoteric Occult Boutique, located just south of Clark Summit, Pennsylvania, in beautiful South Abington Township. Picky Weeds is the largest and most diverse boutique of its kind in Northeast Pennsylvania, with an increasingly wide variety of items for many traditions. In addition to items for sale, Picky Weeds hosts a wide variety of classes, events, and community-driven gatherings throughout the year. Picky Weeds is located at 105 Layton Road, South Abington Township, PA. Open Wednesday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information can be found at www.pickyweeds.com. That's P-I-C-K-E-Y-W-E-E-D-Z.com or on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. In the Weeds is the official podcast for Picky Weeds, where we strive to bring the community together with topics of interest, guest speakers, and informative discussions to benefit the entire community. If you'd like to be a guest speaker, either live or remote call-in, please visit www.pickyweeds.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page, find In the Weeds podcast guest application, click it, Copy and paste the text into an email with your contact information and send it to us at pickyweeds at gmail.com. Now, now let's, let's get, get in, in the, weeds. the weeds. Hey, everybody. It's your podcast host, John Tay, and uh, of course, Bella's Bella. here laying on the floor. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode three, Witch Wars. Witch Wars? Witch Wars? Witch Wars. I don't know which wars. <laughs> Can you show me? <laughs> later i want to play <laughs> i got uh, a jar for you <laughs> uh yeah so this is an old topic and um and about touchy subject with a lot of people and unfortunately it seems this kind of stuff still goes on nowadays it's ridiculous. Um, there's a lot of history um just in the craft of in People just going at each other with spell work and having a disagreement or not liking the way an organization is being run or feeling that it's, uh, I don't know, clicky, it's a club. And uh, some people have resorted to using uh, magic or their will to uh, you know, gain some things that maybe... I don't know. Just very superficial. Welcome to my karmic click club. Comment, 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 comment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you can look back in the in the past and even the history of some of the the orders that were around. You know, eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. The Golden Dawn, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. You know, they had. Members that were upset with each other for one reason or another, and that's a whole episode in and of itself to go into great detail. But just you know, to to summarize, you know, there uh, Crowley had had issues. We had Dion Fortune had issues. McGrether Mathers, and and a lot of it had to do with you know breaking oaths or publicizing material that was not supposed to be publicized. You can hear the bird in the background. Wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> He's chiming in. <clears throat> he started this crap too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was just you know that's how a lot of the offshoots of um, Hermetic Order of Golden Dawn came about. You know we have the OTO from Crowley. We have um, the uh, issue. The the what was the organization? The unfortunate. What is it? Society of the Inner Light or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know McGrother Mathers publishing his you know big 
yellow brick of Golden Dawn magic, which was, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily inner circle, but some people think so. It's, you know, I guess you'd have to be an or you know, member of that organization. To there was some anger. Comment on it. But, <laughs> you know, long story short is, you know, people's egos get in the way. And, you know, ego is one of those things that you have to fight against a lot. You know, it's easy for our humanity to rear its ugly head and your ego gets interspersed in, into the sacred and it really has no place. It doesn't. It's like the, the, the quickest way to know someone's a novice is when the ego is just like waxing poetic about everything that it knows and does. So, Well, what's even worse is these, these weren't novices. These were, you know, ranking members of the temple, ranking members of the lodge, you know, losing their tempers and getting upset. And, you know, and it may be, you know, they had a rightful reason to get upset, but, you know, throwing curses at each other in the stairwell. I don't know if that's, you know, maybe the best way to to resolve it. Do you um, think they put each other in jars? I mean, I don't you think know, so. They didn't have freezers back then. Yeah, yeah. I, I've read the gold brick a few times. I don't remember the jar <laughs> spell. <laughs> so, so, I know on Witch Talk, that's the answer to everything. Yeah. I put that bitch in a jar and put yes. him in the freezer. Okay. You know, no points for creativity. Yeah, no, no. So the entire thing, guys, is just really, really stupid and really reductive. And we've had a few curses slung at us, and I'll, I, I just have to laugh. And I think that one person was pretty horrified at the fact that I found it so hilarious. But <laughs> I, I'm like, it is so reductive to what we're supposed to do for one another and how we're supposed to abide together, you know, and I've talked about it before and I'm, I'm going to drag out the soapbox. I need, I need some sound effects for it because it's coming. It's here it comes, but we need to stand together. We could be the biggest political force in the world. We are the fastest growing religion in the world. And if we can get our collective heads out of our asses and come together as a force, as a consciousness, think what we could do if we were all focused on one particular aspect of society that we're sick of. Fill in the blanks with what you will. Old white men. Yeah, there you go. But if we all focused on that... (laughs) That's and hard. all That's just folks, <laughs> he's like, I gotta go there, down to the patriarchy. Uh, no, there's and, so many more problems, but yeah, we'll start there. But if you just focus on it, and you set that into your consciousness, and everybody sat down at the same time, at the same hour, on the same day, and focused on the same object with the same intention, imagine what our consciousness could do. Imagine how much our will could change the world we live in. Well, we're too busy fighting each other and trying to be bigger Betty Boop Witch than you. You know, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, I'm dark and lovely. I'm so preciously perfect and willful. And you cannot, you cannot subvert my will. Thou will fail. Please, please, please. Well, a lot of the problem, too, is you get in an organization and, and the person running the organization, maybe they've, Maybe they're an underling in their day-to-day job, and here they're the the grand guru, and then the great you know, and powerful wizard, <laughs> yeah, known as Tim. <laughs> That's not, that one's for you, Tim. Um, but um, yeah, you know they they get to be in charge, and they get to make the rules. They you know everyone has to do what 
what they want and it becomes a click a club like it, it it's reductive as to what you set out to have in the first place you know which was a group of like-minded people working together for a common cause so that that's kind of the baseline of any group of people no matter what the subject is but especially in a coven or a grove or any other group um esoterically speaking you know you you really have to control the ego because you, you know people get upset you know it, it's you know in the in the copycat sin- syndrome is there you know we we've had you know we weren't the first pagan store in Pennsylvania you know but we were the first ones that approached it the way we did and you know you see people trying to copy Instagram posts and copy Facebook posts and even to the wording or the placement of the photos and you you can recognize that well they say flattery you know is it imitation is the best form yeah. of flattery or yeah, whatever yeah. it just shows that you have no originality but you know and but the thing they can't copy is us you know and, and the you thing can't they, get caught up in that people come on it, it, and it's easy to get caught up into it's it gets frustrating you know when you've done the legwork and then and then the new kid in town you know thinks they're gonna do that but is that cause for a witch war no, no. that's just jesus stupid just, just do more do better yeah you know work on yourself so center yourself and focus on what you have to offer and offer it yeah and ignore them ignore them this has been happening to me since my god i could walk and i know it's probably happened to most of you the same way that you have a shiny new pocketbook and you're going to school and your purse is just really stellar and then all those jealous girls are like talking crap about you and she thinks she's hot shit with that pretty new shiny flashy purse and next thing you know there's all kinds of rumors flying about you and people are coming up making threats it's common it's, it's just, common. Yeah, it's the ugly human characteristic yeah. of competitiveness. I don't know. It, it, it's just dumb. Um, you know, so our, our approach with, with this, and, and maybe this is a good approach for, for everyone, uh, is we don't try to compete with other stores or we don't look at them and get upset. We Whatever. We don't want to hear about our, it. Our competition is, is ourselves. Yeah. Right? So... We look at what we did in the past, what we want to do in the future, you know, what can we do better? Where did we fall short? What's, what's some of the things or what did we do right? You know, and how can we build upon that? So like our competitive nature isn't towards any other, anyone else or any other uh, establishment. It's, it's competing with our, ourselves, our, our past in trying to build a better a better a better place for for everyone so Build a bigger boat yeah we're gonna need a bigger boat <laughs> yeah but you know and, and and that's really the best way to look at spirituality too in your own personal path is you know take take a hard look at yourself and where did i do right where did i go wrong what where's my shortcomings what what can i work on don't don't worry about the rest of the coven don't worry about your you know, feeling of inadequacy or, or none of that. It's just stupid. Just let it go. Work on yourself. Try to be, try to learn something new. You know, you don't get experience by doing things correctly. You get experience by screwing up and going, oh, that sucked. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and I'm going to do it better next time. That's, that's an experienced person is someone who has failed multiple times. Yes. Yeah. So don't be afraid of it. Keep trying, guys. And then, <clears throat> and the one sad thing that I see a lot in this, in this realm, 
uh, with pagans, with, you know, people new to the spirituality is somebody that's really good and they're really earnest and they're really doing it for all the right reasons. And then they get a following and then that following goes to their head and they begin to think, well, I'm the best and I've, you know, I'm doing everything I need to do. I don't need to do anything more. And they're kind of in that, I'm a guru. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's terrible. It's hard to see that. Because you fell totally in love with that person. Because, <clears throat> as Mary Ellen would say, they were being hollow boned. Um, and what's hollow bone? Hollow boned is like letting everything channel through you. It's not yours. You're not doing it. It's not coming from the marrow of you. It's coming from spirit. It's coming from the energy. It's coming from the ancestors and the gods. And that it has nothing to do with you. You're just a conduit. So you're hollow boned. You're a hollow boned conduit. And that's doing it right and doing it for the love of it. But you'll see it. And I know you guys look around you. You'll recognize somebody in this, somebody that you just fell totally in love with that went totally off the deep end full of themselves, got really, really, really enamored with the glory and all the people that were coming to them for help, and then doubled or tripled their charges, or you know, thought so much more of themselves than they did, or started to preach to other people about how they should do. Um, and that's the one thing we don't do in paganism. <laughs> we don't we evangelize. Do. You don't evangelize. It's the whole mm. purpose of it is to be, you know, the spirituality is yours. <laughs> my favorite was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, my boyfriend, he doesn't really believe in anything. I'm like, I don't, I don't, cause I don't give care. a shit. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Fine. That's awesome. Good for you. Shocking revelation. <laughs> and he just looked at me like I had nine heads. Like, oh, you shouldn't you be trying to convince me? And no, I, no. I, I honestly don't give a fuck. What is it we used to say? Don't convince, convey. Yeah, I don't yeah, care. Don't that, care. That's your yeah. path, your journey. Do do what thou wilt. Yeah. Show me the whole of the law. Love is the law, love and the rule. <laughs> I had to. He put it out you there. Know, she was asking a question. I tried my best to answer it in a way that would be helpful. And then, you know, of course, you know, we see this all the time. The the girls come in and and or the young ladies, women, whatever, they come in and they're they're buying. Crystals, they want a crystal shop, and they're dragging the husband and boyfriend who's just more interested in, in you know, fantasy football or whatever, mundane thing. And he just scoffs at everything in the store, like, okay. I'm like, dude, you have a fantasy football team. Yeah. Seriously? <laughs> really? I, I, I mean. Who's not working in the real world here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tell me again how astrology isn't real, but your your lineup is. Yeah. Okay, dude. But, you know, and it's a natural reaction to things that, you know, are new to them or, or maybe it frightens them a little bit. They're, you know, from an Abrahamic background and they've been told all their life that this is evil and. Uh, yeah, we, we, we went over that. we went over the agricultural roots of yeah. witchcraft in the past episode. But he probably Isn't, thinks she's going to hex him and she's uh, cooking dinner. You know, you know, it's just so <laughs> fucking stupid. You know, when the, the great work is not how many hexes you did on TikTok. No, uh, and, uh, da, da, da. it doesn't matter. That that shit isn't. It's so superficial and so reductive. Um, and you know, everybody wants to wear black clothes and get on witch talk and tell other people, Oh, I got this new spell. Oh, does it involve a jar? No, oh, good Lord. Not another one. Okay. It's, it's like one trick pony, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, and, and, and there's more, this, this isn't about show. This isn't about, 
look at me, look at me, and I want to be the guru. And, you know, we get on here and we're just a couple of old farts and we bitch all the time. But, you know, it's not all every episode is going to be this like this, I promise. But this is just a sore spot. Well, I was just reading something, John, from a friend of ours in Malta who was saying that, you know, he figured out that how he was trying to manipulate a lover with magic trying to get rid of her rather than just talking to her yeah yeah and he he had this dark realization that he was using magic to cover up his shortcomings and you see that a lot because there's a lot of these things that we go into where you're trying to control another person and i always say don't do that love spell on the other person because what you're going to end up with is a stalker you can't get rid of golem yeah a golem's a good point so you've created it And now it won't leave you alone. And you've got to do that love spell on yourself so that you become the kind of person who attracts the kind of love that you're looking for. So you have to internalize magic a whole lot. Now, magic works. It works. But how does it work? In which way does it work? And do you want to do the wrong thing? For nefarious reasons, like, oh, my God, I want to be so attractive to this guy that he can't stop thinking about me. Do you really want that? Because when you get ready to go to the grocery store, where are you going? Why are you dressed so nice? Why are you carrying that purse? You know, when will you be back? You don't want any of that. Think about these things first. It's more about your inner dialogue. So when you hear us talking about the great work, the great work pertains to that inner dialogue and being able to see your your shortcomings and, excuse me, guys, and being able to fix those within and then have that conversation with the holy guardian angel, which is... You're talking to you in the future, who's going to see all the pitfalls that your present you is going to fall into, and you're also going to talk to your past. Yeah, person. shadow shadow work is another big thing. You know, so Huge. some people are under the misconception that facing doing your shadow work is a one one and done thing, and the, the, no, that, that that's part of forever. It's you're, daily, and and all of this is just to keep yourself in check, right? Yes. To keep the ego under control. One of the big reasons for doing that is to keep the ego into, under control, and you know, along with other things like you know, the visiting will. past traumas and and you know, not tucking that stuff away, um, facing it and talking about it, and whether that's with a, a qualified therapist or whether that's with your friends, whoever, whatever audience, or if it's just yourself and you're working through it on your own, um, th- that's not something that oh, I did my shadow work, I'm done. No. Um, the minute something triggers, you yeah. go do it again. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's, a, it's a constant battle to keep the ego in check. And, it, and it's really easy for it to slip. Yes. You know, and we, we run into this all the time. And especially this year, it's like we said, we've joked it's been the year of the purge. It has. But it has because we set boundaries. And, you know, it's not just, hey, we just take everybody uh, at picky weeds and you know that's not not necessarily true and mm-hmm. you, you'll notice when the policy gets updated everybody scrambling yeah. who did what this time you're like Uh-oh. you know and, and there's you know right if you if, if you look if, if you work for a corporation and they have policies i can just about guarantee you every single policy is the result of a previous human interaction that yes. was not something that they wanted no, not something that was on their radar either it's, it's like holy yeah. crap so i mean we yeah. we really do go the extra mile to try to provide a safe space and that's that's not just 
um, safe for the LGBTQIA people. It's safe for everyone, yes. right? Safe for everyone. And that if we, if we encounter something that's just wrong, uh, depending on the nature of it, we may try to counsel the the person and look, this, this isn't going to fly here. Uh, sometimes, you know, we've had a couple in the recent that were heinous enough to go, you're just done. Yeah. You're just done. We you, can't you're not, you anymore. no longer welcome yeah. here. And you know, we're not naming names. We're not, no. we're not going to get into the pettiness and the stupidity. Okay. They, they know who they are. Um, but <clears throat> needless to say for, for everyone listening, you know, we really do go the extra mile to make sure that our place is a safe place. And if you ever have an issue with any of the people presenting or, or the people doing, you know, divination or whatever, then please come to us right away and let us know, you know, we, we, um, we will take action. So that's about all I'm going to say on that. (laughs) Um, let's just say it's been, there's been some disappointments this year and, um, people that I thought very highly of that I probably was in a, in a rush to, uh, to do that. But, you know, you never really know somebody, you know, until you have a period of time go by where, you know, things come out and sharing you know, space together. Yeah. Every, everybody can smile and it'll be great. And it's awesome. And yeah, you guys are great. And, and you know, you can't keep the facade up forever. Sooner or yeah. later, shit's going to come out. And so, this is that inner dialogue stuff I was talking about. I was talking about too. You can decide to which more that on those people that you feel like you had egg on your face or you can have a chat with them. And yeah. it's, it's the adult thing to have a chat with them. Yeah. And it's uh, the, higher, the higher level thinking and being that you want in your life is to dispense with, you know, the, the negativity as quickly as possible in the best and most humane way possible. I mean, there's shit that pisses, off, pisses us off all the time. You know, I, I was listening to another podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it's a fairly well-known uh, pagan author. Right. So pagan authors, you know, their books are distributed everywhere. I get that. Then you can get them on Amazon. You can get them in all kinds of corporate entities. Right. But primarily pagan authors, at least especially in the past, depended on pagan stores to stock their books Um, because, you know, you're going to get customers that ask questions about the book. You want you want the owner of that uh, shop to be a knowledgeable practitioner or at least have a general knowledge of the subject of the books that they're, they're selling. And, you know, you want to be that, um, you want to be available for the customer. If they have a question about, well, what's the best book? What should I, where should I go from here? I've read this, this, and this, what, what should be the next one in your opinion? You know, and that's what we're here for is to help guide. Right. And you don't get that in a corporate store. You might get lucky. and, And the cashier, at one of these these big corporate places is a practitioner. What are the, what are the odds, right? Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you're probably yeah. going to ask Bertha better than you and get a cold stare, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you get the one on one service in in any pagan shop, not just ours. You know, any any pagan store, small business is is going to go the extra mile for you. Um, if they don't go to go find someplace else, because yeah. that's that's part of being in this space is being there for the people that walk through the door. Right. But here is a pagan author. Um, and I don't think they meant anything by it. Honestly, it wasn't malicious. It was just off the cuff. And I don't think they really considered all the different aspects of their answer. Right. So it was a, it was a question or a comment on how to be a thrifty witch. 
well, that's cool. We've been thrifty witches all our life because we've yes. been broke as fuck forever, right? <laughs> <clears throat> broke as fuck now. <laughs> you walk <laughs> around the store, that's that's everything we got, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so every dime goes into the store. But anyway, they, they had asked a question about, you know, and, and this is a pagan author whose books, you know, book sales primarily rely on metaphysical stores, mom and pop stores. But they were recommending to go to Dollar General to buy their witch supplies because it was so much cheaper. Well, on the surface, that sounds like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I can save a lot of money. Times are hard. The economy sucks. I need to save every penny. I mean, I get that. I do. But isn't it kind of also double standard or a betrayal to expect the pagan store to sell your book, but when it comes time to refer a customer, you refer them to corporate America who does not give a flying shit about you. Yeah. Uh, but they can buy in bulk because they got billions and billions of dollars in buying power. So they can offer the same thing to you, 20 cents cheaper or $5 cheaper or whatever. And here's another thing. You it's know. not the same thing because I've bought those candles and they don't burn all the way down or they sputter and throw wax from animal fats in the candles all over your furniture, all over your altar. So... You, it's buyer beware. You might get some good ones there, and every now and then they do have lots of some of the candles that we carry that they bought because they were seconds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then they have counterfeit or bootleg stuff, right? Yeah. So Amazon is rife with counterfeit tarot decks. And yes. we saw Laura uh, Tempest-Zakroff talking about this a, a few weeks ago, in, in, and she's damn right. You know, they have a deck that looks just like, you know, an author's deck, and, you know, it's up on Amazon for several dollars cheaper than the real one. Now, mind you, these are private sellers on Amazon. Yeah, but, I mean, they're still yeah. distributed by yeah. corporate America, yeah. you know. And and so, you know, people are like, we had a question the other day about, well, what if I bought one of those decks? How would it work for divination? I'm like, well, think about it. Think about it. You're buying a tool for magical use that is already imbibed imbibed with maliciousness right it's a rip off it's a theft of an artist's work it's a fraud. someone someone dreamt up that deck had the creativity and the imagination to do that artwork to pour themselves into it to do the research of each card and pour the artwork out and and put all that effort into it for some jackass to capitalize on all their legwork and all the hard work they put in and do a ripoff copy. How do you think your divination is going to come out? Yeah. Is it is it going to be a good deck that you can trust uh, for divination? No. No. You can't cleanse away fraud. And you can't cleanse away karma. And there's going to be a load of debt on that stolen material. It's like stealing an author's books. Do you guys realize that People selling PDF downloads of books that are still on the market for sale. It's fine to do it if they're out of print. That's perfect. But if they're on the market for sale, you are literally taking money out of the mouth of that author who probably didn't make more than a dollar per copy. Oh, yeah. They don't make shit on their books. It's terrible. We've talked to a lot of authors and they're just getting raked over the coals, especially if they publish with some of the, the, you know, the more corporate publishers rather than the old school publishers. They're really getting hit hard on their take home pay on those books. So you want to support these people. 
they're writing these books and they're creating these decks and these tools for you. And you want to support them because they made this with you and your practice in mind and with their love of the practice in mind. And if you support the ripoff artists, like I'm going to just say this one, team of terrible ripoff artists. Oh, God, run. Uh, I have seen knockoff Blackcraft. I have seen knockoff um, decks on there. I have seen knockoff furniture on there. Um, it's it's insane. And while we're talking about them, they're calling your friend's information. And I don't recommend you use a card that you didn't load money onto first because if you're using a regular card, now they got your bank information. Yeah, it's shit. And it's 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 pretty bad. I mean, I I don't have a whole lot of good things to say about some of the producers I just mentioned as far as bags and clothing go. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm a little mad with one of them now. Uh, but um, knockoff, really? It's going to be even worse. It was already bad enough. Um, so... Buyer beware, be careful, because when you're using that app, that app is on your phone, and it's calling every single person on your friends list, and it's calling all of your banking information, so It's better be to just, look, it doesn't have to be us. Go to any metaphysical yes. store. They're, they're a mom-and-pop place. You know, when you buy from a small business, that money goes right back into the community. It does in our in our case. Hell, we don't leave the house but to go to work in the grocery store, so That's every it. dollar we spend... You know, it, it's it's right in our community. If yes. we buy, if we go shopping, we shop small. We go to the small businesses. We go to the the small mom and pop restaurants. We that once in a while you have to go to McDonald's because that's the only thing open. But if we have a choice, we're always going to go small business and if local. we can. You know, I know you can't do it every time, but just try to make an effort. And especially in this space, go to that pagan store, support those people. They're part of your community. Directly, and, and you know anybody who's owned a small business knows the the pressure uh, that you're under all the time. I mean, it's it never ends. I mean, I used to think I worked hard in corporate doing you know fourteen, fifteen hour days. It's nothing compared to owning a small business because it never stops. Yeah, the stress is you always know, there. So, Vote with your wallet. If you want to keep your, your metaphysical stores alive, they depend on the community, the pagan community, to keep them alive. And, I mean, we are so appreciative of everyone that walks through our door, you know. It gets a little aggravating sometimes, you know. You have, you know, like I said, we've got some some competing, or they're trying to compete places, and then you have customers bring in products that they bought from your competitor and want to show you. You know, they don't mean anything about it, but it's still, it's like, Oh. <laughs> what would you do if I came to your workplace and and I stood in your lobby and I talked to all your customers about your comp- competition and told them exactly where to find them and look at all this amazing stuff? That, yeah, yeah, that took money that, out of your pocket. That hurts didn't it? <laughs> to see that, you know. But it happens, you know, and I'm sure it happens to, you know, the, the other stores too, you know, because people don't. It doesn't really register with them that what you're doing. Well, I just bought these stones at your, your competition. Can you identify them and make sure they're real? And I do. I and, do. And we do. But just... <laughs> but still, guys. <laughs> it's, it's Please. Yeah, For all that is holy. Good God, please stop doing that. <laughs> if, if you have a question, ask the people you bought it from. They're going to know way more about it than, than in another place. Yes. I mean, I, and I get it's like you trust... You trust some people, and you you just you, va- they yeah, you, really you value their us. opinion, and, and we're flattered, it. and thank you. I'm glad that's that's exactly what we're trying to be as someone you know trustworthy and decent. But at the same time, 
This is our baby. Every business owner listening to this today is going to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. When you run a business, every single cent that you have, every single minute that you have in the day, every single hour spent sleeping, you're thinking about, dreaming about, drinking and oh, eating yeah. your business. And it's eating you right back. So if it's if times are bad and you're going through a recession or you're going through COVID like we did 19 days after we opened, get shut down for three months, it's terrorizing. Okay, so... But it's like having a baby that's sick, you know, when that, that thing happens. It is really a child to you. You dreamt of it for years. John and I tried, my God, like three or four times to get a store started. You've dreamt of this for years and years and years, and you finally put enough will and action and hands-on into it that it came to fruition, and you're so proud of this baby that you're holding in your hands. It's like Eminem. You got one shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, it, you're, it's your baby. It's very precious to you, so it would be like somebody talking about their baby is better in front of your baby yeah you know yeah and so i know that every one of my fellow business owners i hear you out there <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get where i'm coming from and you're gonna feel it to the core of your being there's not a one of us that does this that doesn't love what we do and there's not a one of us that does this that sleeps well either so yeah <laughs> so and we know that. and we know it's not malicious either yeah. you know if yeah, it was malicious that'd be a different thing but we know it's not it's just you're excited and you know they're you you're trying cons- to considered friends and i just yeah. can't wait to show my friends this new thing and like well that's cool you you paid their grocery bill but <laughs> i guess we're eating ramen noodles this week <laughs> thanks yeah glad we could help <laughs> Tip your waitress. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we know. And, and and there are things that do slap us in the face. And it's not from customers, it's from other other organizations. I mean, we had a, a big plans to do a blood drive this year. Yeah, oh my God. We were gonna work with Vampirdite, we were gonna have a vampire themed blood drive. And the Red Cross was like, Yeah, that's a great idea. Sounds great. And you know, I am naming names here because this was some bullshit. Yes. Um, lady came out. She was very nice, very cordial. Just wanted to make sure there was room for the bus. This thing was going to be she awesome. Was excited. This is going to be great. And we know it wasn't her, right? And uh, came in the store, and oh shit, it's a witch store. And uh, we never heard from them again. And they ghosted us. We called them. Uh, called them multiple wrote times. Them. Wrote multiple times. And uh, clearly, they're not interested. And we're very short on blood in this country, and I know because you know, we, we work with doctors. So you know, Same yeah. with uh, local news station, yeah. um, Channel 16. <clears throat> <laughs> um, invited them out several times. Um, see them go to every other kind of store that opens up, but never, not just us, but I've never seen them at any pagan, like real witch store. Yeah. You know, maybe they might go to a store that sells crystals along with holistic stores. That's where they all go. Their other yeah. stuff, you know, or holistic the, and healthcare. Or the woo places, you yeah. know. Um, but, but for some reason, but you know, it, that's just part of being in business. Some people aren't going to like you. Yeah. And, and they have the right to not like us. They have the right to refuse service and, and the right, right to right, not like us. I have and, a right not to give a shit. But and that, that's cool. <laughs> I have a right to not watch a channel or want to participate, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how things go. You vote with your wallet, you know. And they had ample opportunity to try to make things right and decided this was going to be their stance. So, hey, that's cool. So be it. We have plenty of other activities coming down the pipe and plenty of other things that, that um, the community has asked for that we're going to do. And uh, that's where we'll put our energy. You yes. know, So that's the opposite reaction of getting mad and throwing a hissy fit and cursing them. 
Right. Exactly. You're not worth the herbs. No. Herbs are expensive, yo. Curses are for those who harm the innocent. You yep. hearing me out there? Because you know I know who you are. Yep. And yeah, those are who those are for. Yeah, because if you resort to magic is is, is to... God, you see it on Facebook. Oh, what what kind of spell should I do for this? I don't know, Becky. Go in and pay your light bill. Yeah. You're, my lights are off. What kind of spell should I do? I don't know. Oh, Cash. Yeah. Fly paper. You know? How do I get rid of flies in my house get, magically? Do you have a that spell that can one. help me get rid of flies? Yeah, it's called fly paper. Check Ace Hardware. <laughs> I mean, we... we <sighs> <sighs> There's vinegar. Yeah. Fruit. Yeah. And water and Dawn dish liquid. Yeah. Put it in a jar. Put a piece of plastic on it. Cut some holes in it. Stick a little funnel down in it and watch the flies go in. And a lot of this mindset comes from, and, and, and this happened before the internet, right? We had this kind of silly shit way before the internet. So we can't even blame it on the internet or TikTok or any of that shit. This kind of surface level um, <laughs> approach I guess would be the best word has been going on for a long time. It's very much just aesthetic. You know, the, the people that, you know, I'm a witch. Okay, yeah. cool. What do you do? Um, I wear black and I have a big pentacle um, uh, necklace and I have lots of tattoos. Yeah. Okay. So what about that's the craft? Um, yeah. So, huh. and, and, and it's like we talked about the last episode, people not knowing their history. And you have to know your history. You, if you, one of the most important courses in school was history. Yes. You, you have to and know where you come from and what, what came before, what laid the groundwork, who laid the groundwork, who did the work. I posted on Facebook a um, quote by Doreen Valiente. Not a single like. I was gobstruck. Uh, uh, and, and I know we have a lot of Wiccans. I know we hard. do. And it, it, <laughs> I'm not Wiccan, and I think Doreen Valiente is a badass. Yes, oh my God. And her contributions to the to the work are enormous. She wrote the Charge of the Goddess. She wrote the Witch's Rune. Yeah. She was an intelligence officer for the Crown. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of, and I'm sure Mark Stavish can, you know, build on this but back in back in the day you know back in the world war ii and witches were actively working right the 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 craft took on a whole nother role in that of protection of of their country and protection of their service members and the damnation of their enemies right witches were working in every aspect of the service and those that weren't in the service were actively working on their own uh, for the greater good. And Doreen was no exception. Not I mean, at all. She used to infiltrate groups. People like, oh, she was part of that group. She was an intelligence officer, you dipshit. Yeah, she, was, she infiltrated <clears throat> some far right-wing groups. And Yeah. Yeah. She got very angry with one in particular because of his stance, the leader's stance on gay females and um, women's rights. And she wrote him a... It wasn't, it wasn't a terrible letter. It was sort of terse, and I'm just... I can no longer support your organization but honestly she was just in there gathering intel for the crown so it was, it was kind of it was kind of cool that yeah i'm gonna leave you a little poke before i go i mean yeah. she she ran you know the witchcraft research association she ran pagan front in the 60s and the 70s she's widely revered as the mother of modern witchcraft 
Yes. And no one knows who she is. I had a book, a biography of Doreen. It sat on the shelf for three Three years years before someone from out of town came in, flipped out, saw we had it, and snagged it. This is what we're talking about. You, You... if if you want to step foot on on the craft and the path, then that's great. And it is called the crooked path for a reason. It is crooked. It doesn't go in linear. It's not straight line. There's left, right, up, down, sideways, and you'll have periods of I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and what I'm going, and and then something will spur you and you'll move along again. But one of the biggest things that you can do is to educate yourself on the people that came before you. Yes, and some of these people were absolutely mind-numbingly brilliant. Her and Alan Turing worked together to decode um, the messages coming from the Germans. She was one of those people that was doing the decryption of those messages. So, And this is your, your mother of witchcraft, and they still celebrate her very widely there. It's, it's, it's quite an incredible thing to see. So just as an example, you have the um, witch's rune. Up on your screen I over do. there? Let me see if I can Re- it. We're going to do a quick reading of The Witch's Room. This is by Doreen Valiente. So, it was written in 1957, and it goes a little something like this. Darksome night and shining moon, east and south and west and north, hearken to the witch's rune, here come I to call thee forth. Earth and water, air and fire, Wand and pinnacle and sword. Work ye unto my desire, hearken ye unto my word. Cords and censer, scourge and knife, powers of the witch's blade. Waken all ye into life, come ye as the charm is made. Queen of heaven, queen of hell, horned hunter of the night. Lend your power unto the spell, work my will by magic right. If this chant is used, Guys, to reinforce a work that's already begun, end it with this. By all the power of land and sea, by all the might of moon and sun, what is my will, so mote it be. What I do say, it shall be done. That was awesome. Love that. This is, this is our ancestors. I consider her that, right? She put in the work. She, yes. she put herself in danger all the time. All the time. People need to know their histories. Right? This is basic stuff. This wasn't hundreds of years ago. This was within some of the listeners' lifetimes. Yes. Right? This is recent history. In my lifetime. You know, Doreen was yeah. amazing, you yeah. know? And we can get going on several. There's Dion Fortune. There's all, all, all of these people that have done so much good work. Whether or not you are a part of their tradition or not, they, their work should touch you, right? Absolutely. I'm not Wiccan, but I, I just, I'm in awe of what they did, you know, in, in the face of horror, you know, we've lived through a lot of crazy shit in our lifetimes. World War II, I couldn't even imagine, you know, what, what, what it must have been like. What the you know? fear, yeah. And you had witches working, covens working, working. This wasn't how to win a boyfriend. Yeah. This was how to kill the enemy, how to keep our troops safe. You know, it's, it's much deeper than that. And, and this is, this is where we're trying to reach you and that the craft isn't just a thing. You don't just cast spells and then go get Wendy's. No. 
sometimes we do, but <laughs> there's, there's more to it than that is the point. And it, and it goes so much deeper. You know, you, you, people ask about the gods all the time, but the tales are there. Yes. Read the tales, read the myths. They call them myths. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? Don't you love that whitewashing of history? But yeah. read what's there. Is it going to be always hundred percent accurate to what did? Is it going to be allegory? Yeah. Yeah. But, doesn't matter when when someone says Manon and MacLear, you should know who that is. Yeah, you know when, when the lots of people like to claim Loki, but do you know all the tales? Yeah, you know, and there are plenty of practitioners in this area that have done a lot of the work that are willing and able to help. That's why we do these free workshops. We've got uh, Hava coming um, in the next few weeks to do another temple service. Hava knows her shit. When it comes to Norse, oh my God, yes. You know, She's doing a hell hella gathering. We, we have Lindsay, who's probably one of the best astrologers, and she will laugh and say, ha ha, bullshit. She is one of the best astrologers in the area, in my opinion. It was amazing. Um, yeah. But these are people that are not even elders yet, right? But they are devout students of learning. And that's what we all need to strive to be. Right. Yeah. If you're going to practice, we can't just, we're not the just go to church on Sunday type of path. No. This is, you, you want a personal relationship with a deity? Learn about them, learn their histories, learn their tales. Call their names in the wind. You know, mm-hmm. more than that. Learn, yeah. learn what, what was written about them, even if it was written by the Fictors. Read it. Doesn't mean, and this is the thing too, is that you get easily caught up like, well, I know this, this is a, New Age book, so I'm not even going to get it. You know, even a stop clock is twice, is right twice a day, yeah. right? So even even if it's a fluff book, there, there might have mistakenly passed the editor. There might be something that of use to you. Read it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you need to incorporate everything you read into your practice. Read it. Okay. Make notes. Read the next thing, okay? And after you've read a few things, then then you make a, you know, okay, I saw this author talk about this, that author talk about that, you know, and here's what I found after researching it. Researching isn't just Googling. Researching yeah. is actually digging deep, and and that's kind of required here. We, If you want to have any um, solid foundation to build this craft on, it's it's putting in the work, putting in the effort. I know we keep harping on this, but we keep seeing every day. And do you know what a spell for, no, I can cast in my boyfriend? Oh, God, fuck off. <laughs> <sighs> and also, guys, I want to say that my love of, of research really led me to anthropology and archaeology because I knew that everything was written by the victors. And I knew that some groups had come along and they wanted to over-romanticize and over-dramatize things like Druidry or, you know, the worship of Marduk or... Or Inanna, you know, whatever. So I go back to the archaeology and the anthropological records to see what was left in the graves and see, you know, what was written on the stones and what was written on the canopic jars and, you know, those kind of things. And then I put that together with the history and see where the history falls short. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> and, you, and you run into that, too, you know, with the, the surface value stuff. And we, we were... We got an email uh, a couple weeks ago from an organization in the area, and um, they're uh, like a 
pub club type thing where they live music and anyway they're going to do their halloween thing and it was titled something along the line of strange and unusual or bizarre, bizarre or whatever and, and they they wanted us to come speak on witchcraft i said okay well thank you so much for reaching out and thinking of us but let me put it to you like this if you're a member of the abrahamic religion any of them you know the majority or like they like to think of themselves as fastly declining um <laughs> would, how would you feel if we as picky weeds had a strange and unusual or bizarre thing for the month and we thought maybe the first baptist church would like to come out and talk about christianity yeah. you could be under our strange and unusual and bizarre yeah and she's like well i meant no offense i'm like i understand i understand but i'm just trying to get you to think a little bit because this is what we are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is what we have been for 30 plus years. This, this is our belief system. And we're strange and unusual to you. You are the new religion. Yes. You're Abrahamic the baby in the religions are the babies, okay? They have this tendency to look down their nose, and it's just silly. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. And we have a lot of Christian customers, and we love them to death. We don't give a shit what your religion or path is. That is your business. And like, like I've told Tay, I will fight right beside a Southern Baptist that they have their rights to worship just the same as I. Should, could I expect it from them? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Not yeah. always, but sometimes. But that's the way we need to be, and we need to fight for everyone's right to believe in, in if you believe in worshiping, or if you believe in recognizing holidays or deities, that's your right to do in this country. And I, I will stand by anybody. You don't have to be part of my path. It's just yeah. the right thing to do. But it's it's just really hard sometimes to take that on the chin. Hey, could you come speak at our our weirdo? We're having a weirdo thing for Halloween. Could, would you would you like to talk on your? I've always got to be the weirdo. <laughs> I'm like you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. No, you. No, you. Stupid head. <laughs> oh, anyway, it's bad. That it's was bad. just like, okay, come on. Yeah. And you're thinking about all of the all the suffering that we've done under the hand of the three Abrahamic religions. Um, and they're only a mere like 2,500 years old. And let's go back and see how old Anana is. Our shit's so old yeah. it wasn't writing yet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was just drawing pictographs. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Our gods go back to the days of grunt. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Sun. Yeah. 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 We just named it Ra later. Hot, warm. You know, I'm like, get a grip, dude. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. But, but remember, guys, you need to look to your elders um, about things like these, too. And you need to not discount them so quickly. And like John said, elders are not always old. Sometimes they're just really well-versed and really, really interested, and they've spent the bulk of their lifetime studying, and they got a lot of lot to say, and there's, a, you know, there's some certain 31-year-olds roaming around here that just blow my, oh my mind God. with oh my their God. beauty yeah. and their depth of understanding, and some 25-year-olds who have just knocked my damn socks off. I'm like, kid, where have you been all oh, my yeah. life? Because they're brilliant, and we learn so much from them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've I've had to question things, you know, that I thought and that I believed when it was posited in a different light from a 25, 26-year-old kid. Yeah. So, sometimes elders come in many forms because they're the ones we call old souls when they walk through the door. And in some traditions, so many elders 
were born what they call self-actualized or self-realized. They came into this world like that, and it was recognized from the start. I often think that when I see a four-year-old that can play a Rachmaninoff piece on the piano without a blink. You know, and just I'm makes going, me want to throw the book it, down and walk. It does, it does, or throw something Kiss through, the, my ass. through the television <laughs> or the screen. Yeah, but yeah, but that that's self actualized, that's self realized, that's an old song you're looking at. Yeah. So expect this kind of knowledge from anywhere and everywhere, and you might be honestly surprised where you find it. Because I know I have been, and especially with the customers that have walked through our doors in the last four years, some of the best conversations I've ever had in my life come from you guys. Oh, without a doubt. And you never know who's going to walk through the door. It's insane. And that is the highlight of running a a witch store business is the customers. Yes. Yeah, some can come in to show you the shit they got from your competitor. That kind of of fucking sucks. But (laughs) you know they're doing it. For, it's not it's not out of maliciousness yeah, right malicious. we can't get mad at him like, yeah. okay i still love you knock <laughs> it off but, um <clears throat> it's um yeah the, the people that come through it's it's just it's mind-blowing you know we've got people that are driving from you know tri-state area we've had people drive from new york city we've had people take the bus from new york city and to come to picky weeds to see mark stavish yeah yeah uh, yeah is mark gonna be there yeah, Mark, you have a fan club. I don't you know. You do, dude. I don't know if you realize yeah, it. But we have people drive from, you know, New Jersey. We have people that drive from Maryland. And that is really reaffirming to, okay, maybe we're doing something right, you know. And I know the economy is hard on everyone. And it's hard on us, too. Believe me. Um, we're struggling just like everyone else is. And I'm sure every other small business, whether they're in this space or in any other space, they're all struggling. Um, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard to try to keep the doors open, to try to provide events and you work your ass off on events and then, you know, two people show up. Yeah. You know what? It's fine. Those two people showed up and they're going to get everything we can. Mm -hmm. And that's just the way we look at it. We don't get wrapped up in disappointment. Well, damn, I worked my ass off on this and the, the presenters spent a bunch of their own money to do this and only two people showed up. You have a couple ways you can react. You can get upset or you can go, well, those two people are going to get the show of their life, yes. right? They're going to get personalized instruction and it's going to be great. And, and then- some, sometimes we have teachers that just show up at the store like this past week. Mark was there and everybody in the store got a, got a free lesson. You know, it normally costs money, right? To get these kind of lessons. And hell, I got a lesson. It was great. It was Um, incredible. Interesting conversation. And it doesn't have to be Margaret. Like she, like Tay said, it's, you know, just sometimes it's people we haven't even seen before and they'll just start talking and it's like, oh, wow. You know, the store gets kind of quiet as people are listening in while they're looking at stones and incense. Like, what is this person saying? You know, and it's, it's interesting. And then there's six people at the bar. (laughs) That's why we have a big ass counter. It's for those conversations, you know, and that's one of the things that, that we love. That's my favorite part about this. Is it draining talking to people for it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah. But it's worth it because it's I we would not have had this experience without it. And I'm we would not be here without the community, you know. So we're grateful every day for, for you guys. And we're grateful every Absolutely. day that, you know, you made the decision to to drive to see us, you yeah. know. Um and uh I, I just I don't know where we'd be without you. I don't either. And I'm so thankful for the ones that come to just share. 
That's kind of cool, too, you know, that they just thought of us on the fly. I bet they'd like to try this. You know who you are, you two, you know. Uh, there's 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 like four or five or six of you that do this, and you've just got something really good. You're like, let's run by and let John and Tay try and bite of this, you know. You guys yeah. are awesome. We yeah. love you. And Thank it's you. appreciated. It really is. From the bottom of our hearts, it really is. And if this podcast doesn't do anything, it's that, you know, the biggest the biggest reason we did it is to kind of take this journey together, yeah. right? We don't claim to be the end all know all. God Hell damn, no. I, the older I get, the dumber I feel. Yeah, in my twenties, I, I know what the uh, hell you I'm doing. You knew everything. I don't know shit in my fifties. Okay? I argued with him at length in his twenties. Trust me. Oh he, yeah, he did. He yeah. did. He did think he knew it. Oh all. my yeah. god, it was horrible. But we <laughs> so all go through I. that where the ego oh. the ego is taking control, and you just have to. You know, get a hold of that, and it, it's okay to have a, a little bit of ego. You got to have some confidence, especially if you're working magic. You got to have some intestinal fortitude. You're not going to have the willpower if you're a, you know, little wallflower. You, you got to have a little, you know, put some balls in it. You know, yeah. Uh, but but don't it, waste it on the menial things that yeah. you can handle with talking to somebody. Yeah, just talk to them. Just talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we're all in this together, and and that's that's what we really want to accomplish with this is, you know, not just a, us two old farts yammering around and Bella snoring in the background and the birds screaming in the background. It's not just for that. It's it's so that we can all kind of take this journey together, yeah. and we're we're looking at uh, we have events booked till november 25th november 25th is the big triple header at the store where we're going to have uh, intentional piercing we're going to have stick and poke tattoo and we're going to have hoppy and sananga all on the same day that's so amazing that's probably so the, one of the biggest events we've ever had but the rooms are booked till then and after that triple header event room one will be a studio we're going to be moving all of this pricey ass studio equipment into room one um, and that is going to be the In the Weeds podcast studio. And we will start inter- doing some interviews. We've got a few lined up already. Um, and interviewing some people local. And then we have some international um, people, some authors and other w- more well-known on a national scale uh, folks who have uh, tentatively agreed to uh, sit down with us and yammer into these microphones. Yes. Looking so forward to that. I'm looking forward to bringing people of all different traditions, too, so that people can learn more about the, uh, the traditions that their family actually hails from. We have a lot of diaspora here in the United States from the islands and from Africa and places like that. And I would really love to be able to give them the, the voices that they need to hear here and the people that can tune them back into their ancestors and their tradition. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, Absolutely. We're coming up on close to the hour mark, so I think we'll you want to wrap it up here. We can wrap it up here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, and thank you for sticking it out to the end of our yammering away. Um, we hope you subscribe and uh, follow follow this podcast so you and can stay up to date. Share us. Share us. Yeah. Share us. Share us. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night. Bye. So we hope you enjoyed this episode of In the Weeds, and we hope you didn't have to pick too much pucker brush off your cloak after visiting with us here. If you liked the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. And if you're really kind, leave a positive review. Be sure to tune in next week as we publish a new episode weekly. If you're in the area, stop by the store and see us. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.